Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and I want to say hello and welcome to all of our new listeners. If you're new here, then you're going to love this episode about how to create a consistent retirement income using a thoughtful, easy-to-follow five-step retirement plan. My loyal listeners will likely enjoy this refresher as well. Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Today, I'm joined by my producer, Eric Johnson. Eric, how are you two doing today? I'm doing great, Jeremy. Good to be back. Absolutely. Well, we're talking through some fun things. It's talking about your five-step retirement plan. Not yours, Eric, but everyone else's. Yeah, good. I was going to say, that's going a little personal. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's If you could bring out your balance sheets and all, we can go through that's that today right. with you, Eric. That's right. Oh, boy. No. Well, you've, you've probably heard us talk about the five-step retirement plan. Uh, you've even, just the last few months, we've made sure to send you out uh, some information. If you're listening to the podcast, you, you hear us talk about go to fivestepretirementplan.com. And we thought, let's give people a preview, talk a little bit about why it's important to have a process for your, your retirement. And that resource, we're just really highlighting that resource we have for free at fivestepretirementplan.com. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I'm on the website right now and you've got a ton of stuff on here. That's our hope. We like to just uh, educate people. Uh, we feel like if you know more about your money, You'll feel better about your money and you'll make better money decisions. And that's what we're all about, helping you learn more so you can make better decisions. All right. So where do we start with this? I mean, well, five steps. I'm assuming we start with step one. Step one. Well, let's give a little bit of background first. (laughs) And a thought of it is so many people that we're talking to are focused on one particular concern. They've, They've got all these different thoughts with retirement, but there's one of them that just comes to the forefront of their mind. And they end up focusing so much on preventing what might happen if this one thing goes wrong that they end up jumbling up everything else. We had somebody uh, on the podcast recently, and he compared it to a Rubik's Cube. He said, hey, if you're you're smart enough and you spend enough time, you can probably solve like one side of the Rubik's Cube. But you look at the other five sides, they're completely messed Mm -hmm. up. They have have all kinds of problems on there. And we we're talking through with this on the idea of the Rubik's cube. And it was a great uh, example that he had. And it was funny because I said, well, actually there's six big concerns that people have. They have inflation, low interest rates, tax loss changing, longevity, the market going up and down and their health concerns. I said, did you think about this ahead of time? And he said, no, it's just a nice coincidence. So there's, there you go. There's six big concerns people have with their retirement. And if you focus solely on one of them, you might solve that issue and say, okay, I'm completely, uh, I'm completely preventing uh, horrible things happening if this one thing comes in mind, if, if the market drops or if inflation just goes up. I'm, I'm good to go on that one. Well, there's five other big deals out there and you need to put together a well-balanced retirement. You have to figure out a plan, a process. And his point when he was going through this, he said, people can solve a Rubik's Cube because they have a process. They know the algorithms. They look at mm-hmm. it and they can figure out how do we put this all together. And that's what we do all day is help you figure out how do you put it all together so that you're well-balanced, you're going to do all right if any of these different things happen as opposed to focusing solely on one particular issue. 
Jeremy, I'm, I'm telling you that that is the perfect analogy because when, when I saw my first Rubik's cube as a kid, that was my focus, right? I'm like, okay, I can get this, this side, this side. I mean, you're just focused on one color. If I can just get this right, the rest should fall into place, which of course it doesn't. But you know, my history, my wife and I worked at Boys Town and, and they had in, within the school, they had like a, a club that, that kids could go to and they would solve puzzles and do different things, kind of brain activities. And, and mm-hmm. a, big, a big chunk of that was the Rubik's cube. And so a couple of my guys came home with these Rubik's cubes and they had a book that, that they were reading and they were really studying because like you said, there's an algorithm. There's a, there's a way that you do it to where you're paying attention to every side at the same time because of, of how you know to turn these different things. And I had no clue. I never thought that there were, it would be that complicated. And that's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, retirement is complicated and it's, there's yeah. so many things to so many variables. Right. So many variables. It's complicated. You need a process. We've got at 5stepretirementplan.com. You can sign up for free and we'll give you five videos that talk through each of these different steps, each of this different part of the process. We'll give you a brief overview while we're talking today. And the whole reason we came up with the process is that so many people walk in the door when they're talking about retirement, they feel like they've got the solution and somehow the solution is involving their investments, involving the stock market. They feel like if they just had the right investments, if they had the right amount of dividends, they set things up the right way, then everything else is gonna fall into place. And that's just not the case. Mainly because you cannot control the stock market. You can't beat the market. So many studies show that six people out of a thousand beat the market. That's less than 1%. And yet everyone's trying to do that. So our encouragement is to try to catch the market Your investment process is part of your five-step retirement plan, but it's not the first part. It's not the only part. The only thing you can control when you can't control the market is your own decisions. And there's so many decisions that you get the opportunity to control and learning what those decisions are is how we came up with the five-step retirement process. So let's just talk about those. The five decisions, the five things you can control is how much you spend. And part of how much you spend is actually how much you pay in taxes. You get so much more control over your tax situation in retirement than you did beforehand. You could take money out in December and spend it in January. That's two different tax years. You can take money from your traditional account, your Roth account, your regular brokerage account, your savings account. Those are four different ways that pulling the same dollar amount out of your account will hit with taxes. And you get the choice on that. So you get a lot of control on how much you spend and even part of that is when and how you pay those taxes. You also get control over your lifetime income decisions. Just about everyone is gonna have social security as a decision. Eight different years, 12 different months in the year. You have 96 opportunities to decide when to take social security. And then what if there's two of you? Now you've got that same control and same opportunity with the other person. A lot of people still have pensions. You have a lot of control over when you take your pension. How do you take your pension? Is it a lump sum? Is it a monthly payout? What's your survivorship amount? Those are things you get a lot of control over. And what's so interesting, especially about those two decisions, any lifetime income decision, is you almost always get one shot at it where you cannot change it at all. And our encouragement, probably the number one reason why we are trying to help people and educate them on the retirement is just that right there. As so many people make decisions on social security, and pension without knowing the, the facts, without running the math, we encourage you to run the numbers before you make a big decision. And we would love to do that for you. Uh, that's a huge deal because you want to get it right. If you only have one shot at it, you probably want to get it right. That's a, a big deal. So that's yeah. the second part 
is your lifetime income decisions. The third place you get control over is how much money you take out of the stock market. You don't have to have all your money in the stock market. And with the fourth place you get control over is how much risk you take in the market. You have no control over what the market does up or down, but you can control how much you're participating and how much risk you have in the stock market. That's the way you ought to approach your investments. And then you get to the fifth area you can control, which is what are the risks you are protecting against? So you can decide, and this is part of kind of that Rubik's Cube of you know, what happens if you live a long life? The longer you live, the more chance your money has to run out. What happens if your health care and health situations change and your health insurance costs go up? What happens if you have too short of a life and you've got a spouse that was relying on your pension and relying on your social security and all of a sudden those monthly numbers change? Those are all big risks that you can plan for, uh, kind of predict in a way and just help protect against. Those are areas you get to control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So here we go. The five-step retirement income process, trying to k- take control over your money. That's kind of our encouragement. We say control and protect your money. And actually, in a way, if you th- think of that, that term, control and protect your money, you want to control the things you can control and protect against the things you cannot control. So mm-hmm. keep that uh, in mind. So here they are, five steps in the five-step retirement uh, income process. The first one is spending. It's figuring out how much money you need and when do you need it. And most people think of retirement like, I need a million dollars a day I retire. That's not really what you're solving for. Retirement is not solving for how do I get a million dollars. It's solving for how do I have enough money every month? That's what you ought to think mm-hmm. through and plan out is how, how much money do I need every month? Sometimes it's a matter of how much money do you need? Other times it's a matter of how much money can I actually afford to get every month? And we'd encourage you to figure this out ahead of time. It's much nicer to know that, oh my goodness, I gotta take a pay cut, I don't like it, but at least I knew this ahead of time and I can plan for it Mm -hmm. compared to you retire and then figure out and say, wait a second, I don't have enough money every month. So that's the biggest thing that you get to control is what is your spending looking like every month? And real quick, you'll learn about it in the video, but most people have no clue. How do I figure out how much money I need every month? The quickest encouragement we have in there, look at your take-home pay. If you're making four grand a month, six grand a month, whatever shows up in your checking account, you're probably spending that. Most of the time, whatever shows up goes out. And so there's there's more details around that, but that's the starting point, is to take a look at your take-home pay. A lot of people think you have to come up with a huge budget, you have to do some sort of formula to figure it out, just start there. What's your take-home pay? And then the slight caveat with that, so your take-home pay already took out your taxes and your healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. So when you're planning this out, start with your take-home pay, figure out what your tax costs might be, figure out what your healthcare costs might be. When we're doing a retirement income plan with people, we have those three line items as part of the budget of what is it you're spending as your take-home pay What's the tax cost going to be? What's the healthcare cost? Those are the three areas you really need to focus on. Yeah. Jeremy, I actually heard a statistic yesterday. I think, and I heard this, so I don't know if it's, I didn't research it by any means, but that 70% of Americans at the end of the month, they've got about $200 left over from their budget. I mean, like $200 extra, which is, which is kind of scary if you think about it when you, especially when you're talking about younger folks, because how are they going to build their future? So on and so forth. And, and, and some of that was that they did put some money into an investment account. So that, that was taken out of their monthly budget. However, for somebody who is, 
in retirement or trying to figure out that budget for retirement, I, I love the fact that you said, look at what your budget is now, because most likely you're yeah. spending that money. And that's, that, that goes right along with that statistic, which is not a big deal as long as you're planning and you're controlling those things you're talking about. Because uh, you know, if you know that you're spending that amount, then just plan for that amount. Yeah, that's exactly it. And what's interesting too, a lot of people realize you, you don't actually have to save for retirement once you're in retirement. Yeah. So that's kind of what's a nice thing. A lot of people can say, hey, I make uh, you know, $150,000 a year. I'll never be able to get $150,000 a year coming out uh, from my investments and social security and stuff in retirement. That's okay. You're not spending $150,000 a year. You, you don't need, that's not mm -hmm. your take home pay because you're taking your social security out of there, your FICA taxes, that won't hit in retirement. And you're also saving 10 or 15% towards your 401k. Well, you won't be saving towards your 401k once you're retired and you're actually taking the money out of your 401k. So you'd be surprised someone who's maybe making 150,000 a year and thinking, how can I possibly ever replicate that in retirement? They might only need like seven or 8,000 a month. And that's a big difference. Those two numbers are a big difference. But when they look at it and they start with their take home pay, that's just a, that's just an easy, quick, and probably the most accurate way. Just because something's harder and you spent uh, two hours coming with a budget doesn't mean it's accurate. Just look at your take home pay and you're, you're almost all the way there. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our five-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. Fivestepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. All right. So the second step is figuring out how much money do you make in retirement? Just because you stop working doesn't mean you won't make any money. You'll probably have Social Security. You might have your spouse's Social Security. And you might have a pension. Those are decisions you get to make choices on and you get the control over and our encouragement, a lot of people hear us talk about, oh, you should uh, maximize your pension and social security and perhaps there's a specific age for you. So let's just let's just uh, make it up right now and say, hey, your, your age that you should take social security is 66. And they'll hear that and they'll think, I'm not working until 66. Well, so many people have in their mind that taking social security and retirement are the exact same thing. They are not. We encourage you to retire when you want to and can afford to, we encourage you to take your social security and take your pension when it gives you the best outcome. A lot of people have pensions where 65 might be something called a normal retirement age, and they are often allowed to take it earlier all the way down to 55. You might retire at 55, but does that mean you have to take your pension at 55? It can often be the case that waiting on your pension is a, a way to boost your overall retirement. 65 might be your normal retirement age for your pension. And sometimes even, you gotta look into it and figure it out, but sometimes even you can wait beyond that normal retirement age. Just like with Social Security, you can wait beyond what they call normal retirement age, which is a term called full retirement age. And most people actually get that with Social Security, that you know you can wait and make decisions on your Social Security, but they don't quite get that with retirement, with your pension. And that's not universal. It's all based on what the pension plan is set up as, but you want to look into that mm -hmm. and say, what are all my options? I want to figure out my options and if I could take it at 55 or all the way up to 65 or maybe even beyond that. 
and figure out what's the best time for you and compare it. Do I get uh, 200 grand out of the lump sum pension amount or do I get $500 a month? Like you can compare these two and we're doing that all the time. It's something that's so highly important and we want you to be well aware that you can choose when to take your pension, when to take your social security and planning that out ahead of time can make or break you tens of thousands, oftentimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's why it's so important. That's why it's the second step. It's before you do even touch your investments. It's figuring out when will you be maximizing your social security and maximizing what you can get out of your pension. All right. Now we're talking some investments. We're on to step three, except this is not investments yet. Thinking of the stock market, this is investments like your interest rate money, your bank money. We say, uh, you need some money right now. And the market's up most of the time, but that's not all the time. But your bills come in all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you wanna figure out how much money is gonna be coming in or available for me on a monthly basis. And when people think of this, oftentimes they're in the, um, in the working world where you say, oh, I should have three to six months of money set aside for uh, an emergency fund. And that's three to six months like of your salary. So if you're making 10 grand a month, you'd say, oh, I need 30 grand to 60 grand set aside. Well, when we're thinking about this, how much short-term money do you need? It's not your overall income. If you're still even making that 10 grand a month, if you're still shooting for that 10 grand a month in retirement, it's not the overall income that you need out of your investments. It's the difference between what you need and what you're making. If you need 10 grand a month and your pension and social security comes to six grand a month, that's only $4,000 a month you need out of your investments. So you gotta think of what the different multipliers are here. And so it's, the, it's that difference between what you need and what you're making. You gotta take out that difference from your retirement accounts. And if you need that $4,000 a month, you wanna rely on that for the next month or the next year or the next however many years you feel is your short term. So part of our planning, part of your planning when you're coming up with your, your retirement income plan is to think through how much money do I need out of my investments and how long do I wanna have this money set aside? You can't rely on the stock market for the money that's showing up next month or even next year. You can rely on money that's related to interest rates, which are mostly like bank accounts and interest rate type of accounts. And yet those, those accounts are low for interest rates, right? Because you know it's gonna be there. Why would the bank pay you a lot of money? You know it's gonna be there. Uh, it's, it's gonna be reliable. Uh, so you know it's a low interest rate, which kind of encourages people to maybe have more in the markets. But the whole point is, when you invest for the long-term, it actually has to be long-term. And the only way to have long-term money in retirement is to have some short-term money in retirement. So that's what you gotta figure out is how long is your short term? How many years, we like to think of this in terms of years, not dollar amount. How many years of your retirement withdrawals, the money you're planning to take out of your investments, how many years of that do you wanna set aside into things that are not part of the stock market so you don't have to worry about it? That's what allows you to let the rest of your money still stay for the long term. So that was step three. Time to move to step four. Finally, we're talking about the fun stuff right? Your investments, the stock market. Most people feel like that's where it all begins and that's the only place to look like, uh, to look at. And that's just not the case because you cannot control the stock market. You can control how much risk you take in the stock market. You can control if you diversify and have different stocks and different bonds. 
you can control if you rebalance. When the market's up, there's areas that you can pull out with a profit, and there's other areas you can go buy on sale because it's dropped down a little bit. That's the whole point of rebalancing is you don't know if today's a market top or market bottom, but when things are out of alignment, when you said this is the level of risk I chose and I diversified and spread things out, that will almost instantly change. Like your percentages will move around because the 10 different areas you invested in will move around differently. And rebalancing on a periodic basis is what allows you to get it right more times than you get it wrong, where you're hopefully selling at the high point and buying at the low point. That's the fourth step. And you wanna get there after you've done the other parts. Because we have no idea how to invest your money for the long run if you don't know how much money you're gonna be spending. And how you take your social security and pension will absolutely affect how you should set up your short-term and your long-term money, right? If you're waiting on your social security and your pension, you're probably relying more on your investments upfront, which means you probably need more upfront safety money, more of the money you need right now. If you're taking your pension and your social security right away, you probably need less money from your investments upfront. You need more money for later. And that's why you gotta go through how much am I spending, how have I maxed out, and how will I be taking care of and taking out the money that I'll be making for my lifetime income, and how much money will I set aside for right now? That's when you get to deal with what's left, which is how much money is left to invest for later. That makes sense. I mean, that's it goes right back to what you were talking about as far as being able to control what you can control. Yeah, that's exactly it. And we talk about all this in that, that video course. Love to have you check it out. It's fivesteprotirementplan.com. And I could end it right here, except I've only talked about four areas, right? Mm-hmm. That's where most people end because it's, it's fun to think about how much money you're going to spend in retirement. It's fun to look at the investments and try to get it to the, the right point. It's not fun to think about all the things that could go wrong. What if uh, you take your pension and Social Security and you happen to die too soon? You died sooner than you expected. What if you live a long life and your money perhaps starts running low? What if you live a long life and next thing you know, your health situation changes and your healthcare costs change? And then of course, uh, this isn't really a risk. It's more of a eventuality that at some point in time, your money, your accounts, your assets are probably not gonna be yours because you're no longer here. Mm-hmm. And setting up your legal structure so that all the accounts and all the kind of uh, beneficiaries and documents are all set up correctly, that's all important stuff. You, you can't forget about that. It's highly important because most people have somebody else in their life where it's not uh, just you alone, but you might be entering retirement with a spouse. And usually if there's two of you going into retirement, at some point there's only one of you in retirement. So mm-hmm. part of your planning for retirement ought to be how do we take care of the surviving spouse, whichever one of the two of you it might be. Because you, oftentimes you've got maybe a, an idea, but it's not a guarantee of who's gonna be the surviving spouse. And then you know what happens next when both of us are gone? How is that gonna be set up well for your family? So you gotta take care of and look at step five, which is your legacy. How do you protect against the risks that are out there? How do you provide for your family? We'd encourage you to look at all five of those steps, whether you're planning on your own, you're planning with us, and look at it in that order, where it's highly important to make decisions. The decision in step one will inform what you need to do in step two, and step three, and step four. So we'll just summarize these quick again. You can go to 5stepretirementplan.com and get access to that uh, retirement, that video course, free video course. But it's figuring out what you're spending, how much do you need, and when do you need it. 
Then it's, what are you going to make? How do you max out your monthly lifetime income? Then it's, what do you need right now in retirement? Where do you have your money that's set aside to pay your bills next month, next year? Then it's, what do you have set aside for later? How do you set up your growth investments for your future? And the fifth step of that retirement income process is your legacy. How do you protect against your risks and how do you provide for your family? That's the way to go about planning for your retirement. Yeah, and, and I think that if I can just add something here, one one thing that I think surprises a lot of people, and you've already done a podcast on this, and so people can go back and find it and listen to it, um, that fifth step is that a, a lot of people still have this idea that if I set up a will, then they're going to do what I want done with my money. They're going to do what I want done with my last wishes kind of thing. And it's it's very surprising that most people don't know that a will still goes through probate. And that, mm-hmm. that can be a very expensive process and a long process and, and just kind of an emotional, emotionally painful process for a family to have to go through. And there's ways to avoid that. Uh, and you've talked about it before. But I think all those steps are important. But I think that number five is still kind of a surprise to most folks. They think they've got it taken care of with just a simple will. And it's just not. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll make sure to link to that specific podcast where we brought on an estate planning attorney. And it's so interesting with the will that the, the will doesn't help out if no money gets there. Right. Mm-hmm. So many people have accounts with beneficiaries, transfers on death, and whatever's on file with the investment company is what happens. It. it has nothing to do with your will at that point in time. And then a lot of people say, well, the will will take care of it. And then they realize later on the will did take care of it. It was just longer and more expensive than it could have been. And oftentimes a, a revocable living trust ends up being the solution. But hey, check out that podcast. We'll have a link to that with, uh, with the estate planning attorney. Uh, a lot of people, that's actually one of the, one of the best uh, ratings we've gotten out of our podcast over time. We've done uh, close to 100 podcasts. The most comments I've been getting uh, have been around that estate plan and say, hey, that, she broke it down in simple, mm-hmm. easy to understand words. I get what I need to be looking at when I'm thinking of my estate planning. So we'll, we'll link to that. Perfect. Good. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Eric. It's been always a lot of fun uh, with you. And thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.